0: hello brother hello there sir welcome to uh another episode of and brothers talk about movies we are the arkin brothers i'm anthony tony that's matthew not matt matt matt, We're gonna... matt
1: people call me matt
0: i didn't know that and we'll yeah. talk about that on the show okay so tonight it's the game directed by david fincher starring michael douglas sean penn and some other people we'll get right down to it soon it's going to be a lot of fun Talking
1: about cocktails that are stylish movies great or phony, then how Tony should win a Matthew, then Matthew should win a Tony. But
0: in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin brothers talk
1: about movies. You know, in that last uh, that last image there, the photograph where I'm 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 kissing you on the cheek, you look so distressed. Uh,
0: I think I was thinking about something else.
1: <laughs> I'm used to that.
0: I'm used to that when, <laughs> I, when just, I kiss. I people. was I was just somewhere else. I don't know. I what think I was most
1: of the time people. when I'm kissing people, they're thinking about they're something. Checked else. out.
0: Yeah, they're just a little bit checked out. Yeah. Um. So you're. So we almost didn't get here. Does this, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about behind the scenes things. Uh, we but... can talk
1: about behind the scenes things. Um, I've been very distracted lately, mm. and uh, for some reason, I kept looking at the clock and saying, Oh, yeah, 6.30, I got plenty of time, I got loads of time, right? And then you called me, Plenty of
0: time to do what
1: <laughs> to get ready for the show because this shows at night. six,
0: uh, it's 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 <laughs> at six o'clock, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. hey um hey. you're busy i know you're starting business you're you're a entrepreneur yeah hey hey just i see that you are uh, also doing the show now from the marriott uh the marriott business lounge no i'm in a board room oh i see i'm in a board room it's thematic i thought that was a mall i thought that was the <laughs> no
1: it's a giant see, it's sarasota a giant mall room oh see, i that... see
0: Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. No, I see now. You were blocking the central boardroom part of it. it yeah, I'm
1: like getting a... ready for. I'm getting ready for a board meeting that's going to happen after um, after the show.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how the was the big uh, company
1: that I'm in charge of?
0: How was your week? what What can we What can we say about your week?
1: My week. Uh, well, you know, our our product is completely launched. It's available. You can buy it online now. You can it. that's buy a big it.
0: announcement. That's a huge deal. It's a big
1: deal. People are buying it. And Gee, crazy. the crazy specifics.
0: Like how many people?
1: Don't how many people that. have bought it? Don't ask that. Thousands of people are buying it. Right. No, it's not. But the funny thing is that the the platform that it's bought on, when uh you know, I'm one of the administrators. So when anybody makes a purchase, my phone goes
0: ching, and it's it's very exciting um well congratulations thank you that's huge thank you
1: that was me why don't you say what
0: it is so people tuning in not heard you before talk about it
1: uh it's a it's a new american aquavit called batch 22 and it's unlike any other drink that's out there right now it is alcoholic so it's only for people of a certain age you know so youngsters if you're under 21 don't go trying to buy it you won't be able to
0: And uh, it's it's shouldn't even
1: talk about it. It's an award winner as well, isn't it? We did. We won the platinum uh, award, best in show, at the L.A. Spirits Awards. That's huge. Our first, uh, our first competition that we
0: have entered. We're in in a whole seriousness. That's huge, and congratulations. Thank you. We're very excited. And your week? Uh, My week. um, uh, You know, just trying to. um, keep it together and keep it focused in this heat. It's a little bit hot and humid here in New York. I know Uh, it is all over the place. Um, It's not as hot here as it is in some places. But I'm finding it difficult to focus and concentrate in this uh, in this dag nabbit heat. I did that this afternoon.
1: (laughs) You just fell down in
0: the street. I fell into the street. Yeah. started sizzling um no i i mean you know i don't want to complain about uh silly things like the weather things are great uh busy with class um busy with some editing projects that are fun i'm cutting a really fun project right now for a friend of mine who's um a chiropractor great chiropractor who's starting a new business because he also he also uh, works on on animals um like chiropractic adjustments for Horses and you know, 900 pound pigs, and (laughs) like it blows your mind, and chickens. Don't don't talk about me that way. Uh, Uh, This guy is great. His name is the chicken, yeah. His I
1: think your brother.
0: No, I wouldn't lie to you. It's uh, (laughs) a it's great. His name is Dr. Doug Willen. You can see him on YouTube and stuff, and he's got a a whole YouTube channel called uh, Animal Crackers where he goes to farms because he knows animals need help too, because they get bad backs, you know? So anyway, he's starting a new, a new business uh, online course. And so I'm editing some of that stuff. And it's been really fun because I get to watch animals instead of, you know, desperate actors for a change. Wow, it's nice. That's... Cool.
1: So um, chiropractic adjustments for a chicken. Is that anything like spatchcocking? Like, do you spatchcock the chicken? Or... Uh,
0: this is a family show. It's a PG-rated show, as far as I know. <laughs> Let's stick to the plan.
1: Spatchcocking—it's not a dirty word.
0: Um, I don't—I don't really know anything more than I told you. We're
1: not going to control this conversation. What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, brothers,
1: there's lots of brotherly fun to talk about tonight, but before we get to that, um, you know, somebody who we know, friend of the show and producer, uh, one of our producers, Sophia Rosinski, uh, has some exciting news coming up, but before we get to her exciting news, you know, um, she's, uh, she's had some straight, she's locked in a hotel room in Chicago like bite you or something move 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 let's get out of here oh good lord there are
0: future robots nice knowing you i guess future you is not all that bad she did give you that rad shirt which says dumb on it so right that's on our that. producer i can't wait to see that show this show looks fantastic sophia i'm so excited um it's totally I didn't you know I didn't know it was, you know, kind of edgy, paranormal thing. I had no idea about any of that. Totally edgy and paranormal. Love it. And um, and, and and she plays such a, a a rad badass in the show. Um with a smart mouth probably. With a
1: smart mouth saying all kinds of is, nasty
0: things, and it's, it's
1: the exact opposite of what she's like in real life.
0: Um well it's got to come from somewhere you know Matthew acting's not just all make believe <laughs> so so she, maybe she really is that rad and bad I'm just saying there is a little piece little bit of him. truth in everything right yeah just a little yeah. bit
1: i wouldn't want to bump into her in a dark
0: alley right i'm i wish maybe well we'll get to that all right um but we'll see this uh, no snow... what are you babbling about psycho exactly that's what everybody said to me today (laughs) what are you you babbling about psycho yeah
1: that's usually what people say to me after after the show or in the comment section
0: Mm. yeah well we don't show what they say that often during the show but we don't we don't actually (laughs) uh, let those comments through yeah
1: um you've been watching anything this week other than this movie
0: um yeah, we've been watching some stuff uh, for my other podcast, uh, Rated P for Paranormal. We're covering um, the Secret of Skinwalker Ranch TV show next episode we do, and I'm you didn't need you know that Matty M- Blake didn't need to give me a reason to watch that show. I admittedly, but I. I There was a reason I had to binge every every one, so I watched that. The Secret and, of
1: Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Yeah, it's a History Channel. You know, reality, paranormal show.
1: Wow. Okay, I didn't know anything about this.
0: Uh, it, yeah, it, it's mm. kind of a wormhole, and it's impossible.
1: You're right. Impossible. You're having a conversation with your
0: television. For those of you out there, that was a clip from Skinwalker Ranch. It, that's that's actually from the show. <laughs> um, so I was binging that, and um, I was uh, uh, also got in, involved with a, an older show called Dark Skies, which is a kind of an X Files esque show from the '90s, which yep. only ran one season and had a reputation, but like among uh, enthusiasts of paranormal stuff and ufo stuff they say it's a really great show so i i got a hold of that and i'm kind of watching that um so it's all kind of work related stuff but um uh other than like only murders in the building saw the pilot of uh the bear which i liked a lot the pilot of and um and frankly i'm in love with uh with the offer i'm having a great time watching Adams show, our brothers, our brothers. I think I'm
1: your brother.
0: yeah, that's what I said when I didn't get an audition for the offer. Yeah,
1: right. there you go.
0: No, but um, been watching that and and really digging it. That's been fun, and his work is really great. You know, um not because I I can say that because I know he's not listening to this podcast right. There you go.
1: Well, you know, I've been stuck watching because you got me watching Wire in the Blood which I finished and I loved. That's a good and, show. Uh, good show. And I absolutely fell in love with the work of Robson Green, who's the lead actor in that. So I went to see what else he's done. And he's uh, got another series um, called Grant Chester. Um, yes. Yes, it is. It's called Grant <laughs>
0: Go does ahead. he wear a does he wear a vest uh, does he wear a tweed vest with a no V-man? he
1: doesn't he actually plays sort of the hard-boiled cop in this it takes place in the early 50s and he plays um, a cop who's a vet of the world War II as most men of fighting age were at that time um, and who's haunted by the things that they saw in the war um and uh it's him and a vicar is the other main character so it is uh-huh. it is one of those shows okay but he's the hard-boiled cop and there's a
0: vicar and they solve crimes um if but, he's the hard-boiled cop who plays the vicar please tell me a very vicarish fellow yeah yeah
1: yeah I'm forgetting forgive me I'm forgetting his name
0: so is it like a it's like a buddy? A buddy detective it's a, show, it's a
1: buddy detect James Norton plays the vicar. Uh it's a buddy detective show between a hard-boiled cop and a a, a vicar who tow doesn't quite toe the line on vicar-ness sometimes. Oh, okay, all right. Um, because you know vicars are allowed to get married and all that, they're not like priests, they're they're Church of England, so
0: I didn't know nobody- that. I didn't I wasn't looking up that stuff up today yeah they're Virginia.
1: anglican yeah they're anglican so they can well get good married. for them so, so this well, that's goes... great i'm so happy for them <laughs> anyway wonderful it's a wonderful show <laughs> and friend of the show and producer sophia rosinski loves it so
0: there you go i i'm looking forward to checking it out i like everything about it except the vicar part and i'm sure <laughs> that's not the whole show
1: <laughs> well what you'd really love is when he when he answers the phone at home yeah He answers the phone. He says vicarage. I could bite you or something.
0: (laughs) Vicarage. You're not making a a case for me to want (laughs) to see that part of the show.
1: Oh, man.
0: I want to see the, you know, I say wire in the blood is also a gateway for all kinds of films about plastic bags, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It makes you want to see the conversation. And, uh, you know, American Beauty, anything with plastic bag in it. What people, is in there? Why? It's amazing.
1: It's always there. Nobody ever mentions it. He's always carrying that plastic bag. Uh, but do you think that uh, people who are fans of this show, for instance, might be sitting around saying, when the heck are they going to start talking about the movie?
0: No. I don't think they're doing that. You don't, I...
1: <laughs> you don't think they care? <laughs> it's pretty much
0: just got it on if it's on it's on in the background and they're like what is it is there, is there a movie i don't know
1: it's no like spot. it's
0: like you know just audio background white noise yeah confused yeah i am confused i'm confused you all right you're so confused.
1: the game 1997 starring michael douglas sean penn deborah kara unger and a, a plethora of of fantastic supporting actors James Reborn Peter Donat, Carol Baker Armin Mueller-Stahl
0: who by law had to be in every film ever made in Hollywood for about five years yes and there was a ruling
1: the last uh, film appearance of Jack Kehoe
0: sadly lots of people in the movie
1: oh you want to know what it's about
0: I think that I would like you to tell me what it's about. Okay. What is it? I would like somebody to tell me what it's about. It's
1: about a very, what is it? it?
0: The Eternal Question.
1: No, I envy you. It's about a, a very, very powerful executive, chairman of the board, president of his own company, Michael Douglas, who is alone and miserable in his big house. It's his birthday coming up, and he's having memories of his father's suicide. Uh, his father committed suicide at the at the same age that Michael Douglas is now. And his younger, ne'er-do-well, mm-hmm. gadabout, drug addict, sometime brother, Sean Penn, shows up for a lunch with him and gives him a present of a car.
0: Con- you get for the man who has everything
1: what do you get for the man who has everything it's a a card for a a game
0: consumer recreation services
1: consumer recreation services game and uh very bad things start to happen in his life when he starts to play this game it's it's a game that you actually just sort of happens around you and takes over your life and you don't know what's real and what isn't real. And uh, his life gets upended and uh, maybe It's
0: it's a game tailored specifically to your personality and your, your, you know, the type of person you are
1: right and you have to go through a whole battery of psychological tests and reveal all kinds of information and then they'll they tell you whether or not the game is you're going to be accepted into the game and he finds out uh the the first thing he finds out is that he is not
0: We've been well, he, your application
1: look i'm in a meeting
0: right now i'm afraid it was rejected i beg your you pardon shouldn't feel this
1: reflects negatively
0: on you we hope we haven't you any oh this is ridiculous Thank Thank you
1: So he gets told that he's not accepted into the game. But as we learn, that's just part
0: of the game. And, uh, you know, one of the, uh, for me, one of the more clever things that happened in it that actually was, you know, I like the way they did a little sleight of hand with that or tried to. Um, okay, the big questions, you know, had, had you seen it before? I had not seen it before. Okay. Uh, were you, are you a fan or, uh, you know, a completist of David Fincher movies? I,
1: I'm not a completist, but I am a David Fincher fan. Okay. Um, I love Mindhunter. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I love that show. That's great um, stuff. Uh, he but, only directed um, a few of those shows, but that's, you know, he produced it.
1: Right. But um, I have to say that I found this movie. I think there are some serious problems with this movie, all of which I am completely willing to overlook because I loved it. (laughs) In Hmm, spite of the things like that, you could go, yeah, that that doesn't really work out. And that's not. But I loved it. I, I completely went along for the ride
0: uh okay is it do you want me to say things or
1: <laughs> do I want you to say things no no i I think um we've got about another forty minutes in the show, and i think i can I think I can handle it from here okay okay um no, please and i feel great
0: i i don't <laughs> I, I this is my second try with this movie, yeah. And this is a this is weird because you know I I admire David Fincher I I really love a bunch of his things but I've come to realize I there's there's actually a few of his films that I just don't I just don't dig. Is there a problem? There, well, I don't want to get a I don't want to get aggressive about it yet. That'll 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 come. That'll they'll come later.
1: You're not going to control this conversation. What?
0: I don't. I don't love this movie enough to have an argument over it. I don't want to argue with you. I'm. I'm just telling you my. we We're. You know where I am with it. It was. Which was liking it exactly as little as I liked it the first time I saw it. I thought, you know, twenty years later, I'd give it another shot because after all, it's David Fincher, and I probably missed something the first time, and it's also got a kind of a cult following. You know, people. Some people really love this movie a lot, and I. I i i respect that you know but i didn't get i don't get it somehow there's something i'm really missing from it and uh i i I find it uh i find it you know uh over serious in 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 a way that i it can't hide the silliness of this concept or the holes that are all over it it just can't and and the more serious the tone that fincher tries to create the more just ridiculous i think it is because it's at its heart just to me just silly and so i kind of feel like if 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 maybe a different director had done it uh uh, like a less a, a, a less uh interesting director who is just like about the 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 ridiculousness of it it might have fit the script more maybe if the guy who
1: had directed what was the movie with um free jack no not not (laughs) free jack would be good um split
0: second yeah Sophia says split second i agree that would have been a good choice
1: it's split second or the monster in in
0: in england the with um a monster in england (laughs) there's so many who whoops whoops
1: the cop movie the totally ridiculous cop
0: the cop and monster English movie (laughs) Kim Cattrall split second yeah split yeah exactly they uh, Sophia beat that Uh, beat this too that was split
1: second with the monster yeah I think
0: if that or for instance if Philippe Mora uh, maybe directed this yeah okay right uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for Fincher, but but at a certain point, what is at its heart a riff on a lighthearted Alfred Hitchcock idea? You know, I mean, it owes a lot to North by Northwest. This movie, I I felt like Fincher was just tr- desperately trying to make it more important because so he, made he made it more
1: a more serious movie than you think it should have been.
0: Than it could sustain is yeah. my point not that it should have been I, I think that that it was just it was overloaded with with seriousness and and dark colors and darkness and deep which wasn't matched on any level to me by the script which i i thought was pretty silly he's breathing isn't he it's yes. is a siren entirely necessary you know i that's a funny scene and a funny moment because I feel like he's imitating somebody we know there in that moment, which makes me feel like this actually would have made more sense if somebody else had played that part.
1: Somebody who he, who he's imitating, who he later worked with.
0: Yeah. Humor me with specifics. Uh, Nice. I, you know, I kept thinking that the first thought I had was like, what if dad, wouldn't it be funny if dad was in this? Right, yeah, I think because of Kaminsky method, I was just like thinking, and while I was watching, it's like, wouldn't that have been funny if dad had gotten that part? And then I started thinking, like, wow, wouldn't that have actually been funny and interesting to have somebody that that paranoid who wasn't there's something so slick about Michael Douglas? I'm not that worried about him.
1: If it was Sheldon, or a guy Corn- like Sheldon, Sheldon Corn-Patt.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the
1: game, I'd you been don't- into it. You know, I think
0: firing you. <laughs> Okay, good. You know go what ahead I think and... we
1: should do on this show? I think, um, I think in every episode now, we should come around to a point at which we we say we think the movie would have been better if Dad had been starring in it, no matter what the movie
0: is. I think that's a great idea. La La Land. I don't know. La La, La
1: Land. Ryan Gosling was good, but imagine if Dad had played that part. Well, I, let's
0: <laughs> take the competitive edge off of it, and I love the segment. Well, we won't make it about he'd be better. It would just <laughs> no. be imagine it with him because I wasn't saying. I mean, Michael Douglas was great in it. I was just thinking like, well, what would it what would it have been like if somebody else played it? Yeah. Um, and then I thought, what a missed opportunity for some lightheartedness. I, I just felt like this has like you're you're paying homage to Hitchcock and you have everything right except the panache, you know, except right. Cary Grant. And I'm like this is a sl- this was like so heavy I'm like, is this a good, is this a is this a doctoral thesis on on you know adult depression? What is happening? I don't care about money. I'm pulling back the curtain. I want to meet the wizard Now, I'm told here by our producers that Kyle McLaughlin almost played Michael Douglas's character, which is obviously a completely different incarnation right of the yeah. But also, Kyle MacLachlan, not at Michael Douglas's current age. No, Kyle MacLachlan, when he was, was in Dune, basically.
1: I think, I think Kyle was seven when this, about seven years, looked about seven years yeah. old when this he, was. He had there. already
0: done Twin Peaks, but still, you know, I mean. Yeah. So, and originally, and Bridget Fonda was going to play as Christine. Okay, so, clearly that was a different movie. What I didn't do was my due diligence, here and I apologize for that I should have done some research and homework what I do know is that I don't know if he agrees with my reasons but David Fincher agrees with me
1: oh I know one. I know that he's not happy with the movie uh, particularly with the third act which is which is where I have the most quibbles Is I don't I've even heard. think
0: they finished the name third act I think yeah, they wrote no, third act yeah. uh, uh,
1: and then it uh, ends. Yeah. It, it is not, I get, I get the, the resolution that the, the storytellers, whether it's the director or the screenwriter are going for, right. That he, because of the, the, um, deconstruction of his life and, and everything going haywire, he has an awakening as to what's
0: important in the world. Um, And and that's the contrive. That's the contrivance of it.
1: Right. And it's hinted at with with one piece of dialogue when when in the moment where he loses all everything. And up until that moment, we've just seen him as this money, you know, all about the money and willing to crush anybody in his way to make a deal. Uh, And then when he loses everything and and Deborah Kara Unger says, you should be happy. It's only money. And his response is, this is pension plans, it's payrolls. And you suddenly think, oh, is, is he having an, is he having a, an awakening? Does he, is he starting to care about business because uh, it's, it's generating livelihoods for people, but it's, it's a little bit too little uh, or a lot too little too late um, for that.
0: Uh, well, I don't think that constitutes an awakening. I, I, the, the, I mean, it might it might represent, you know, a little bit more awareness on his part that it's not just his money, right? But but I think that an awakening. You're right. I think uh, that's the cheat. That's what uh that's what made me kind of actually a little bit angry at the movie. Um, and it's fine. Like by the time it was over, I I, w- I felt like they had really manipulated me. Um, into feeling like, okay, I, I'm, this guy really better come to something, right? This, he really better, um, you know, come to an awareness here, or maybe the revelation be that, you know, this is this, this organization, this game is really bad somehow, right? But they kind of went right down the middle with it. And then this script They're asking us to believe he has this epiphany. Well, I challenge like what epiphany, like the epiphany of I'm going to be really depressed if I shoot my brother and kill him accidentally. Like, that's not an epiphany. You know, that's not that's 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 a crushing trauma. And and so I I, I think that's bad screenwriting.
1: Yeah, but I thought what was interesting was that then the idea that. What what's trapped him, and wh- the the thing that he's trapped in is the memory of his father's suicide, and that that fall, um, and that he has to then attempt suicide and jump off the building and have that fall to to um that he has to have that experience and live through what his father lived, what his father did and then survive it to come out the other side of it. I, I, I'm not, I don't think this was well done at all.
0: Um, I am not idea, saying that it, yeah, no, I, you're, yeah.
1: But I thought the idea was interesting.
0: Um, I think the idea of the story, yes, I think the idea is interesting. I think that the game could have really been cool and, It's like other movies. I mean, it owes a lot. Do you know the movie Seconds? Yeah. So it owes a lot, I think, to Seconds. I think Seconds is probably was consciously on their mind a little bit when they were. Certainly Fincher knew the movie. Um, Seconds
1: has my favorite actor from Pillow Talk in it.
0: (laughs) Tony Randall? I didn't know Tony (laughs) Randall was in Seconds. (laughs) Um, So, you know, and Seconds is, I think, a great movie like really great and it and it you know it's it's it it's, it's guiding you towards this surprise kind of ending similar to this film and it's a real gut punch i mean it really is a traumatizing experience seeing that movie and um this one i just felt like everybody was like ah, and he falls and uh Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, see, unless this is a light comedy, the the only version of this that I want to see is the one where he gets off that airbag at the end and he's covered in his own, you know, filth and he's terrified and he screams at everybody and has a psychotic break and it's carted off to a mental institution. That's <laughs> the game I want to see.
1: Right. amazing, amazing.
0: Yeah, all right i i just uh i, I did not that moment did not
1: do it for me the moment of being given the t-shirt that says i was drugged and left for dead in mexico and
0: all i got with this stupid t-shirt no you know why to be in all honesty i think that t-shirt represents somehow fincher kind of realized like, going for something realizing that he ha- they don't have an ending I want. I made this whole movie, and all I have at the end
1: of it is a T-shirt. Um, That's the idea. I yeah,
0: have. yeah. Now um, i I have a theory, but I don't know if you're done. You you had some things that you were talking. about. I'm done about one rambling. One. No, no. If you had things that you liked that you wanted to talk about, because there's some good things in it, obviously. We can get to those later. We'll wrap up on pause. not the gonna
1: control this conversation.
0: Exactly. I'm yeah. sick of it. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Welcome to Punching Brothers we- Month on and yes, Brothers. Punching Brothers. Punching Brothers.
1: I think I'm your brother.
0: Um, <laughs> I could watch those okay.
1: clips forever. It,
0: it, it's a rare movie that I watch that Sean Penn delivers a performance where I'm like, can we just go? Can we really just go again? Can we start again? <laughs> um so I, I, I just felt he was uh, really disconnected from that. I don't think they gave him a part really to play, but um, I or perhaps it was a miscasting. I don't know. I felt no brother. I felt only the idea of brother with the two of them. I didn't feel enough about their relationship to really get... Uh, to get why they had to go through this dance together um and maybe that was on purpose but for me I wished that they had more uh you know stuff with each other more similarities more you shot him. That's kind of a spoiler. It's a bit of a spoiler, but not really. It's <laughs> no. what part of the game? And this could be any part of the game. Now we that's all know true. it's a game. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe I'm being too hard on what's supposed to be a romp, but that's my central problem: is that it, it's it's a light movie treated like you know it's like it's it's like uh, Judgment at Nuremberg. I'm like, can we so, so, lighten this well, up a little
1: bit? Well, then what I'm hearing then is that more than anything, your problem
0: is tone. And their end last final act. And final act. Okay. So and and some minor... of the ca- and some of the casting and the dialogue.
1: Okay. Oh, okay, little little <laughs> quibbles. Yeah.
0: Have... jump
1: because if you I was supposed to throw you off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we talk for a few minutes about some of the stuff that I loved about not loved liked about the movie? You can
0: say what you, you even loved about
1: po- it. Just some positive stuff. Um, there were some things that I thought were really interesting. like I thought it was really at the beginning, bef- before we were disappointed in the movie. Um
0: <laughs> Don't tell me when I'm disappointed.
1: <laughs> You're not gonna control this conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think I thought it was really
1: interesting to think about why James Rebhorn's sales pitch works, right? That he is not gonna do this game. And then the the, the, the way that Rebhorn pitches him on it when he checks it out works. Um, and I, I really, I loved that this guy who was used to dealing with things, you know, as an executive and dealing with sharp people around him who treated him like an executive, then gets sucked in when he goes into an environment where they don't treat him the way he's used to being treated. And it it intrigues him and sucks him in. I found that really, really interesting. And then once he's left there and he thinks the game is started and he's at the airport, mm-hmm. and there's that he's walking through typical
0: the, the typical billionaire flying on Alaska Airlines or whatever.
1: Yeah, as we do.
0: Yeah. Um, I was wondering where that private jet was, but <laughs> yeah. Soon. Um,
1: but as he's walking through the airport and He starts thinking stuff is going on, and there's just the hint of a smile. And I loved that the very beginning of it was that he might be enjoying himself in it just a little bit um, before things go south. I ran out. Just go on to
0: the next song. Come on, help me out. Hello? Yeah.
1: You know who that was in the stall there?
0: Uh, was that the cinematographer? Yeah. That's Harris Savid's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing to love about this movie for sure. I mean, uh, Harris Savid is, you know, a great, great cinematographer. He was. He passed away, sadly. Um, <clears throat> he made a movie. He shot Zodiac, which Fincher also directed. And I remember watching the like here's how I feel about some Fincher movies. I saw Zodiac, and within before the title sequence was over, I, I had tears in my eyes. Cause it was so the imagery was just so powerful. The filmmaking was so on point. The 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 mood, the atmosphere, the music was just it blew my freaking mind before anything had started. So I you know, I I really can love this this filmmaker and Harris work. I just I think this is a lesson in, in, in the screenplay has to work and it has to fit the the team that's doing it somehow for me to get on with it. But um I do love Rebhorn, of course, but oh
1: my god.
0: I didn't feel I felt like he was the only actor who was let to have fun. It seemed like a lot of restraint a lot of, you know, kind of lead leadenness in a lot of the performances. Did you get that? Yeah. He's an actor.
1: He's an actor on television.
0: Yeah. You're
1: taking, you're taking my fun away.
0: Taking your fun away. I it was just a job. Nothing personal. You know, I'm mean, I playing my part. Improvise a little. I mean, it's, it's what I'm good at. I need to talk. Yeah, it's it's not personal. I just want you to go back and listen to the race with the devil episode if you wanna, if you really want to hear, you know,
1: hear it get personal.
0: Hear it get personal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, No, I don't have a stake in this. I mean, I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it. I think I understand. This is definitely the kind of movie that you know it's it's fun to like. End of the day, pop, you know, get a little uh, scotch or a batch twenty-two on the rocks and sit back it slipped this bottle is open who opened this bottle yeah I opened it I don't want an open bottle I want an open bottle I don't want ice in my glass I want just a glass please
1: you know what's interesting about that clip do you know where the writers got dialogue for that clip that no. actually is is transcribed from a recording of dad at a restaurant <laughs> he doesn't want an open <laughs> bottle of water he doesn't want ice in the glass
0: he's got specific tastes about specific uh, things yeah. water yeah very yeah. Um, um i'll tell you what i did like i liked the uh, so i liked the cinematography harris savide's work i liked his ankles in the bathroom as we just saw
1: ankles in the bathroom
0: and uh, he's, got a, he's
1: I, got a particularly
0: wide stance he does it was in character um, I love the Super Eight films and the titles. Actually, I thought that with the Citizen Kane references in there were beautiful. That was great. You know,
1: catch a little reference to the conversation. Oh yeah. A little, a little, oh little yeah. Toilet I mean, overflowing, definitely the
0: overflowing. There's a lot of amazing references and a lot of references to San Francisco movies. It's a it's a San Francisco movie, and of course, it's like kind of an homage to Hitchcock's thing. And Hitchcock loved San Francisco and famously shot Vertigo and the birds. And nearby. let's
1: not forget that Mr. Douglas made his first big splash in right. the streets of San Francisco. Streets
0: of San Francisco. Uh, Here. Here. Please. There's um, an amazing uh, reference to Point Blank, which is another great San Francisco movie with the shards of glass in the sink. Um, yep. And um, so it's cool. I mean, these are deep cuts that Fincher's doing like it's not just references to other action movies or other thrillers, it's references to San Francisco thrillers, the piano score, like in the conversation. There's a lot of really, really cool.
1: Well, and one of the things that's a shame is there's so many little details that that are in themselves great, but they don't necessarily fit in this movie or 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 help the movie work as a whole, where You know, the very first thing we see him doing after signing up for the game is playing racquetball. He's playing a game by himself, very competitively, but he's alone. And then when he passes out from the drugs and collapses, when when Deborah Kara Unger has poisoned him, he knocks over a chessboard again, a
0: game. Um and they have those little touches, but they it doesn't pay off in the end, well, I think those are you know those things point out that the filmmakers and the you know people are aware of the design of the movie and there's themes and stuff they're working in, and that's all really cool, but yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really pay off. It's hard to say like I think okay if you if anybody's gonna pick apart David Fincher, what they're gonna probably say is like I'm not even being critical when I say this, but he does seem a little cold. Like the the movies are pretty cold. Yeah. Um, Well, Mindhunter certainly is. Well, seven and panic room and fight club. And I mean, there he's painted a portrait of modern society that is incredibly grim and incredibly, I mean, incredibly dark and nihilistic, I think. Um, and that's fine he's he's reflecting back stuff that he sees um but you know he's got to be on about something important to him so that that dark attitude you know has something has some base for it um and i just i just think that uh i wanted to laugh so bad and then I started getting out of... I Then I started just getting like, really, we're, we're going to be firing automatic weapons off and the game is, is paid off like all the local cops in San Francisco to not come and check out like automatic weapons going off in an apartment building. Like there was just... I, I started, you, you know, the things that weren't tight about the script kind of really stuck out to me as being notably like, well, why did there's so many smart things going on in the design. Why didn't you put some of those smarts into some of the plot? Uh, I felt a bit of ahead of it. Did you, didn't you feel kind of ahead of it? Like you got it like, like a twilight zone episode. You were like, Oh, well it's a game. So yeah. He shoots his brother at the end. It's probably going to be a setup. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, can I talk to you about one thing that might mean I'm completely wrong though? Cause I want to get your input oh, on yeah. this. Yeah. Those
1: are my favorite things to talk about.
0: <laughs> so here's my theory that hope that maybe Fincher was trying to get in there or wasn't in the script or somebody was trying to do, cause it's barely there, but it's almost there. If this freaking game changes your life, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy that. If that's the end of the game, I'm sorry. This is, I want my money back. You traumatized me. You pushed me around a lot. You know, I, I I didn't try to attempt suicide for the same reasons that my dad did, so I can't give you you can, I can't have the same experience. I can't have an epiphany out of this. You've of ruined you've ruined my already horrible life. You've made it worse. Right. But for the rich set, right? Is the girl pulling up at the end? Is Kara Unger pulling up at the end of the movie to imply to us that? is the game over yet? Oh, Oklahoma. Colorado. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like the movie could have a lot more power if they, if I, if I just leaned a little bit more into the idea that, Oh, the reason it's so popular is that it never stops that you never? really never, ever for the rest of your life. know if it's going to go, if it's going to start or not. And if, if that's the state you live in all the time, then of course it would change your life, right? But I don't know if I that's made that up or I, if that's—it's
1: an interesting idea. But I think you made it up. I don't—I don't think there's enough there to show that the game is
0: going on. If they really did that, then I might love this whole thing. But I—but it just kind of was like, oh, okay, it's
1: over. So you if the and... end—if the end of the movie was the the spinning top at the end of
0: Inception, yeah, yeah. The same idea, right? But okay. but I I think so, yeah. then then it might have had then it might have said something dark, the way that Fincher is that right. that was like appropriate to that vibe, like the head scary, like the head at the end of the you know the box in seven, right? Horrifying. Did you notice like the like heart? I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, there's a great cameo in this movie, which I don't know if you noticed. I think a lot of people didn't notice it um but the did you notice the the fly on his coat in mexico in that shot when he's sitting in mexico
0: was that vincent price excuse it's, me no much. it's
1: the same fly that appeared on mike pence's head during the debate. <clears throat> oh yeah
0: okay
1: i recognize i recognize it, it does some very he does some very good work
0: yes um he's good he's a good fly
1: <laughs> He's flying. He was
0: also in Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia, but yeah, but in I a crowd scene. In a anyway. crowd scene.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more of them.
0: <clears throat> um,
1: um do you want to know an interesting piece of trivia about this movie? Sure. Carol Baker, who is wonderful as as his longtime uh house you know, the woman who runs his house and who had been running the house since he was a small guy. Frau Macafrau. Frau. Um, She was Miss Florida fruits and vegetables of
0: 1949. Really? Yeah. That's my favorite Preston Sturgis movie. Imagine that. (laughs) With a little sex in it. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: Yeah. Miss Florida fruits and vegetables of 1949.
0: You'd Who never really know did... it. She took this job so seriously. I believed that she was her, this character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was wonderful. Uh, Ilsa was the name of her character. Ilsa. Yeah. Um, so uh, what was your least favorite moment in the movie? Because I, I have, there was a moment for me where I said, you know, please. Okay. Now you've just.
0: It was either when he breaks the te- tip of his pencil doing the uh, filling in the form. Oh, Okay. Or, or it was any scene with Sean Penn.
1: Okay, mine That's was the best after. Thing never happened to me.
0: Don't want to. <laughs> don't.
1: No. Do you mind? It was after they dropped into the garbage outside the Chinese restaurant.
0: That was and your his... least favorite.
1: No, the, my least favorite. Of all... Shit. Oh! Then he drops into the garbage next to her. And as they're climbing out, he looks at the guys outside the Chinese restaurant who are staring at them. And he says, table for two. And it just it was so
0: tone deaf with the rest of the movie. Or the movie is tone deaf to that script because maybe this was meant to be, you know, a Goldie Hawn movie.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know? Alexis is,
1: is pointing out there's something I, I had read in some of the, the trivia that Cara, that that dumpster that she jumped into was filled with rats. There were live Are rats. Are you serious? She didn't know that and she fractured a bone in her foot.
0: Well, that's it's really important to endanger us to this degree when we act in movies to get oh, yeah. the right levels of terror and fear. Yeah. That's like damn hey, I have to detain. You. Detain you? the report's gotta be filled out. She can do the reports. Right with your wife, we meet at
1: the hospital. The hospital.
0: That's yeah. that's a gag. I seriously never need to see. I, I, the dump jumping into garbage is is you know what we figured it out. That would kill you, so don't do that in movies anymore. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, drives
0: me crazy.
1: What, uh, what, what would your double feature be for this movie?
0: that's a really good question um I would I would have said seconds because you know seconds but I think uh we already said that so I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with frantic with Harrison Ford okay which I think is a, a better paranoia paranoia thriller than this movie is in a way um All right. how about you Strangers on a Train okay yeah
1: I would go with that. You know, Not the, north
0: by northwest.
1: Well, no, well, when when you said north by northwest, I thought that's probably better than Strangers on a train, but or 39 steps, you know, those, okay. the, the, yeah.
0: those Hitchcock doing it with some Hitchcock with so, The Hitchcock
1: yeah. normal guy thrust into a, a a situation beyond their control.
0: Yeah. Or
1: yeah. the in-laws.
0: Well, Yes, I the think in-laws. Think yeah. Like, or or you know, or something wild.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um uh best way to watch
0: this movie. Like I said, on a leather couch, giant flat screen, you know, where wearing sunglasses not dissimilar to mine right now. Okay. And drinking I... drinking a, you know, drinking something expensive and and just sitting there slightly arrogantly sneering at your very freaking expensive television and being that guy did the, well, was, watching it like the the max l old max l commercial the guy listening to the right. max l stereo system and he's like whoa man
1: well mine that, was kind of exactly the same it was drinking the scotch and being dressed in the perfect suit and the sunglasses and drinking the incredibly expensive scotch right but it was on a first-class seat on a transatlantic flight okay can we do? Can we
0: uh, speak like a and, and do a uh, 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 do a uh, supersonic tr- a train? Let's do it on a train. A supersonic train. Yeah. Okay. Like in a bullet train. A bullet train. All right. I'll I'll do that. I I think these are both. But granted, you know, the way I'm describing watching this movie is arguably the way yeah. Fincher wants you to watch all of his movies. Right. I think it's safe to say. I I do think I have come up with a
1: brilliant recasting of this movie. Lay it on me. Steve Carell, Pete Davidson,
0: and Sarah Silverman. That's that's very good. And it's also in the same vein that I went because I went 100% comedy. I We agree completely. I would love to see a version of this movie with uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams. And then, you know, like Corey Culkin. Or Rory Culkin <laughs> playing the brother. Okay. I think that's where I would lie with it. But we're in the same... That's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly, okay. It, yeah.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And um the sequel... Do you have a name for a sequel to this movie?
0: Uh, I don't. I really don't.
1: Mine was Do Not Pass Go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Parcheesy uh, Yeah.
0: Parcheesy would be the... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Par... Cheesy. Cheesy. Yeah. Two.
1: Um, And I guess the, the big question, the last big question we have to answer is who are you and who am I?
0: You know, I I really don't freaking know. I, I really don't know. This may be a case of just like you, you take Michael Douglas and I'll take Sean Penn. Oh, well, I, we,
1: don't, who, no, we don't need art to imitate life.
0: No, but Do this is no. who we are in these stories, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh really we really are yeah. I
0: mean outside of me being able to afford a present like this for you, we're talking fairly <laughs> realistic stuff um
1: well i I thought that you would play the Shady investigator who's played by Mark Boone Jr
0: The Shady investigator
1: for the
0: right sake I'm your brother Well <laughs> where who's the shady investigator the guy
1: in the car who's do we have a clip of the investigator?
0: The, oh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, yeah, that's my part. That's okay, you. yeah, that's yeah. me. And you're oh, the collapsing man.
1: No, no. I, well, that would be good. I was the guy in the uh, who needs some toilet paper.
0: Your Harris speeds, okay? <laughs> I need some toilet paper. <laughs> that, that's the part that—that's the part I would get. You almost sounded. Like you could do that line. I could hear you say that yeah. line. So. Uh, I need some toilet paper. I need some toilet paper. Play it again, clean. I need. I need
1: some toilet paper. I ran out. I need some toilet paper. I ran out. Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, I could do Paris. that. Versace's could-
0: from New York City, so you yeah. grew up in New York. He did too. So you probably, you probably knew each other. I could plus. Play- um, you know, good lord, Michael Douglas is fun actor to watch great but i don't know all of this just this is heavy it's yeah. heavy. all right
1: well do you think next week is going to be more fun well well,
0: well what what is it I next
1: next week we're going to talk about four brothers from 2005 with mark Wahlberg, tyrese gibson
0: uh i my i haven't seen it but my instincts tell me it is going to be uh, a lot of fun. Where this was very grim and kind of dark and morose, okay. I think this will be fun.
1: You know, yeah. our, our 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 one of our producers, Sophia, thinks that I would play the clown puppet in this movie, and that you <laughs> would be the taxi driver who rolls out of the car. To, like bite you or something. Yeah. All right. So she is that, as too. nasty. She is as nasty in real life as the character she plays I, on the yeah. TV show.
0: I just love it. I love it too. When I—that's uh, a good recommendation. I, I thank Sophie, Thank you for that. But You're about to make the biggest mistake of your life, Nick. No, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it.
1: What are you gonna say?
0: No, I—I'm gonna say that I—I I was so far ahead of the of the clown puppet in the driveway to you know the TV going on. The big reveal of like the guy saying, you know, I'm watching you, you know, and like it's 10 minutes and I'm, I know, you know, that puppet has a damn camera in its face and you got to wait for the Michael Douglas to figure this out. Right. Okay. The, a,
1: a, a, much better, uh, electronics talking back to you when they're not supposed to scene for me, the best that's ever been done as far as I'm concerned was in and out. I forget when- the gag. Uh, he he starts playing the the um the tape on you know are you are you manly enough or whatever it is it's some thing on how to be manly yeah and he starts dancing and the and the tape recorder says stop dancing you know and the tape starts talking
0: oh oh okay I beg- okay I think you remember that yeah. yeah um I I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure about this one Dave
1: all right well i still love you mr
0: fincher and want to be on season
1: three of Mindhunter. so there you go
0: i am looking forward to having an honest conversation with you about these these films <laughs> i am firing you <laughs> you think i'm not honest whoops you you want to want to be on his show, so you you soft pedaled the reaction. No, that no, you there you, you you have given you have taken to task far far better script like worse scripts than this.
1: Right, and I've taken to task very powerful people who you've been like, whoa, hey, you know, you're gonna come out against so and so, uh, and
0: you know, I've I've gotten myself in trouble. All right. So I hope you enjoy being on uh, Mine Hunter. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: hold on. I think yeah, he's, he's calling phone. right yeah. now. Zero right. Problem. Yeah, I guess we should sign off. I should uh, toss this over to the producers. Please join us next week for um, for Four Brothers, starring Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese Gibson, Andre three, Andre Three Thousand, Garrett Hedlund, and Josh Charles. So good night, everybody.
0: Good night and uh, be well. Talking about cocktails that are
1: stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win a Matthew, and Matthew should win a Tony, but in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime,
0: the Arkin Brothers talk about movies.